there's a 99% chance you have this toxin in your body. That and other stories for the week ending February 7th, 2016. I'm Jamie Sutherland. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. We reported last week about a town in New York struggling with a contaminant in its water called PFOA. PFOA was a chemical used by DuPont in the production of Teflon and other products for six decades. DuPont stopped using the chemical in 2013, but still faces thousands of lawsuits for dumping tons of it in rural West Virginia. PFOAs are just one of several perfluorinated chemicals, or PFCs, that have been used in hundreds of products, including firefighting foams. Firefighting foam with PFCs is being linked to water contamination at Fentress Naval Airfield in Virginia. Sailors and staff are required to drink bottled water, and the Navy has set up free water filling stations for people living nearby. According to a report in the investigative journal The Intercept, the use of firefighting foam with PFCs, particularly at military bases, is a huge problem. And while the Air Force, Navy, and the Department of Defense are phasing out its use, bases continue to train with it. The EU and Canada have banned any foam containing the chemical. To be clear, the EPA does not regulate PFCs, but instead has them on a list of emerging contaminants that could pose a health threat. And because they're unregulated, there's still no mandatory limit on how much can be in water systems. The EPA did issue advisory limits in 2009, but many researchers say the level isn't stringent enough. PFCs are man-made chemicals that have been tied to a range of health effects, from obesity in children to reproductive problems and cancers. They persist in the environment and are easily absorbed by the human body. And in fact, before the 1940s, when the first PFCs were developed, no one had them in their blood. The CDC said in 2007 that 99.7% of us have at least trace amounts of these dangerous chemicals in our bodies, most of which likely came from consumer products. People in Michigan are renewing calls for Governor Rick Snyder to resign after emails obtained last week showed that his office knew about a surge in cases of Legionnaire's disease 10 months before he alerted the public. No one has concluded that the increase in cases of infection by the deadly bacteria were caused by switching to a cheaper source of drinking water. But the surge in Legionnaire's outbreaks occurred at the same time. The public outcry against Michigan officials has been focused focused on the level of lead found in Flint's water system after Governor Snyder installed an emergency manager for the city. Residents in Flint are still coping with the disaster, and while efforts are being made to treat pipelines, some people can get safe water only by driving each day to a local fire station to pick up bottled water. Daily life using bottled water isn't easy. To that end, the Detroit Free Press issued cooking tips, such as... Eat frozen fruit and vegetables instead of fresh because they don't need washing. Cook rice and grains in broth. To make pasta, cook it in a skillet with a small amount of water. And generally, substitute milk whenever possible. It's still unknown how long Flint residents will be coping with this disaster. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has ordered an investigation into radioactive water found in monitoring wells at the Indian Point Nuclear Power Plant, about 35 miles from Manhattan. The company that runs the facility was conducting maintenance when a drain overflowed. Levels of tritium increased 65,000 percent in the wells, but the company says none of it has moved off-site into drinking water. The Indian Point Power Plant is aging, and opponents have pointed to numerous shutdowns that indicated 
its license should not be renewed. Meanwhile, the facility can continue to operate until the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission rules on its application, which could take several years. While the radioactive contaminant is, of course, a significant concern, at present it is only at a level of one-tenth of one percent of federal reporting guidelines. One of the world's newest and largest cargo ships has run aground in the Elbe River in Germany en route to Hamburg. The incident has raised concerns about new mega container vessels. Efforts to free the Chinese freighter using seven tugs were unable to dislodge the ship, which ran aground last Wednesday when its steering gear failed to respond to commands. Crews have pumped fuel from the vessel to prevent spillage, but the ship remains stuck. The shipping industry is coming under much more scrutiny as a contributor to global warming. There are about 50,000 merchant marine ships carrying 90% of the world's trade. With that, shipping causes around 3% of all the CO2 emissions on the planet. And there are various ideas to cut that number down, like upgrading engines and even installing sails. The agreement reached in Paris last December to hold global warming well below 2 degrees Celsius did not address international shipping. But just last week, Katak Lim, the new head of the UN's International Maritime Organization, said that preventing pollution from ships is a top priority. And finally this week, does she or doesn't she? The memorable hair coloring ad from the 1950s has taken on a new meaning in the battle against climate change. Researchers at a university in the UK think hairdressers rather than politicians, scientists, or even celebrities could be the best weapon to cut away at our ignorance about carbon emissions. Why? Because as the study presumes, stylists get up close and personal with their clients, so they're the perfect change agents to have one-on-one -on -one conversations about water and energy conservation. Haircutters could give advice like not washing your hair every time you shower, or you don't need to lather, rinse, and repeat, contrary to instructions on the shampoo bottle. To save energy, let your hair dry naturally rather than blowing it dry. This isn't the first time that hairdressers have been ID'd as potential messengers. The UN, back in 2009, used barber shops in Guyana as information hubs to help reduce the spread of HIV. One participant in the study said, I no longer feel like a blonde with scissors. Indeed, if this caught on, it would be much ado about something. This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Water Works Association. Sustainable water management means more than just conservation. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash sustainable 16.